Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Apostolic Children's Ministry Podcast. And we have an exciting one for you today. I think this is the first video podcast we've ever done, and it is in a very different venue. Normally, we have people crowded around a microphone. Uh, but this time, we have my good friend Gabe Baker all the way um, from the, the frozen north. Not really. It's the most beautiful area <laughs> of the country from Washington, and he is an incredible children's minister and has become a good friend of ours over the last couple of years. We're honored to have met him. And Brother Gabe, we are excited that you have decided to join us. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Now, we're trying this format of podcast for the first time. Um, So if there's bugs or hiccups or whatever, we'll hopefully fix them in upcoming ones. So Sorry, Brother Gabe, you're the guinea pig. <laughs> I get to be the guinea pig. Hey, that's, that's all right. right. That's right. And I have this beautiful background behind me. I mean, what a beautiful sight. Yes. I you love this Where nice, are you at? I, I'm in my office slash job trailer slash store, whatever needs stored place. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's all the Sunday school stuff and everything else. So I love it. Anyway, uh, so, man, we're excited that, that you're on, but I'm going to pretend that I don't know anything about you. And there's some questions that I sincerely have, and there's some that I've already asked you in the past. But, uh, yeah. Brother Gabe, how long have you been involved in children's ministry? I know you're involved in many areas of the church, but in this one specific area, how long have you been? Um, involved in children's ministry, let's see, I think it's been, um, I'm trying to remember my daughter. 17 so uh, 12 years uh, around 12 years i think awesome um i retired for i don't know about a year uh several years ago and then got called out of retirement so <laughs> you know uh, you're doing yeah. a good job when the pastor doesn't let you retire so yeah <laughs> yeah i don't yeah, think the pastor's so gonna fun. call you back if, if you're not pulling your weight <laughs> no <clears throat> that's exciting so what what got you involved in the first place so we used to have um, what I I call traditional Sunday school, but um, I know this isn't always traditional, but we, we had uh, multiple classrooms, different age groups, and um, it wasn't really organized per se. I don't think it was terrible or anything, but it was just, you know, separate classrooms and teachers doing their own thing or whatever. And then... Um, my pastor, Pastor Shannon Burgess, he wasn't the pastor yet at the time he was assisting. He decided to take Sunday school in a different direction. And so we, we changed the, uh, to more of a one room style. Uh, for the most part, there was some ages in there. I can't remember. I think it was four through 11 or something. It, we, we now have five through 11, but I think it was, it might've been four at the time. And we used um, we used a curriculum called Kids Power Hour by um, the Pentecostal Publishing, and so that's how we started. And we started with the there's a boat one I can't remember what it's called uh, something about treasure. So we started with that, and they have some uh, scenery ideas in there and and stuff. And so we um, I say we it was mostly him. Uh, started with that idea and, and kind of did the whole room, big decorations and bubble machine and everything. So it was, you know, looking back at it now, it's not nearly what we do now for, you know, scenes and stuff, but it was really cool. It was over the top from what any, anything we had ever done. And so 
Um, Do you mind if I ask you a quick question? So you said yeah. you combined your classrooms. How yes. many classrooms roughly before you did that combining do you think you had? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I had to take a guess because I wasn't involved. Um, but I'm thinking it was, I think, three. Okay. Maybe two, two or three, I think. Got it. Um, <clears throat> so and we didn't. We had really the same thing. Group. We had the same thing with split classes, yeah. and we did what you did. We combined into a single one. And I get this question a lot, and I have my own answer, but I'm curious what you say. If people ask, what's better? Is a single class, uh, you know, the kids separated into smaller groups with a, with a uh, you know, maybe smaller staff or a bigger setting, or is there pros and cons to both? I'm just curious how you would answer that. Yeah, I definitely think there's pros and cons to both. Um I, I guess I'm biased because of the way we do it. I like the bigger format. I like the one room format. Um, it's, uh, I guess a different feel, a little bit different feel, you know, with, we do actors and all of that, but I think there's advantages to the smaller, uh, venue where you can, more hands-on, you know, and more, uh, a little bit more intimate uh, relationship-wise. And so I think there's advantage. In fact, we have experimented a little bit with this, uh, quote, small group time in ours where we'll, you know, maybe it's snack or something, but we'll split into, you know, four or five groups and have staff assigned to those groups. We're all kind of in the same room still but to try to get that setting. So I think there's pros and cons to both, but I, I like doing the bigger format. Um, and I guess the, the bigger pro to that is just the, um, overall atmosphere of this big group combined. And when it comes time for worship, um, I think that actually that part of it is easier, you know, altar call is easier with a bigger group. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that we found is that, it's like you said, the altar calls are much easier to have when you have the bigger group. It's easier because it's almost like a church, more church style, the, the mm -hmm. setting that they're more familiar with. Um, yeah. However, the, the, the biggest drawback that we've had and the ones that our, our teachers miss the most is you don't get to know the kids as personally as you would in that small group. And so yeah. um, I, I would probably express it very similar to what you did. I prefer the bigger group but I wish we could combine aspects of it into what we have now. So I love that you, that you guys have experimented with that. I'd like to ask you more questions about that later on. Yeah. So I, I, um, it's something we haven't done a whole bunch of, but yeah, definitely. I think there's some room for improvement there, but well, you know what you said earlier about wearing different hats. Um, I do, you know, a lot in our church <laughs> as so many, uh, Sunday school people probably do. But um, that's how back when when uh, Pastor Burgess kind of changed our Sunday school format, it was just another hat, you know. And so I, I just kind of was getting involved, helping, like, hey, squirt some water over here, whatever. And so I kind of got involved. And then his whole idea was to get it off the ground and turn it over. And so that's basically what happened is he kind of got it off the ground, got it going. And we went through that particular curriculum i think they're based on 13 weeks which is a quarter so we went through that and then we went on to another one from kids power hour um it's with hot air balloons or something 
and that's when I took over is in that portion and then we we actually did that and I think um, we did we used the hot air balloon decor and then we kind of extended the curriculum started creating our own and then we went back and did one more kids power hour which was search and rescue um, and then after that then we started creating our own that's that's another question we get a lot is curriculum do we use our own do we write our do we write our own do we use somebody and it sounds like once again we're, we fall into the same category of, of we've tried everything yeah. and there's never been one thing that we thought man this is the perfect fit for us so we've, we've never found that and yeah. so we've done what you've done where we develop our own and uh, eventually hope to turn that into something you know, that other people can use. And that's what you're doing as well with your, your series, right? You're turning that into a, a, a product yeah. that you can pass on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I know you and I have talked a little bit um, about some of that. I love your idea of, of being able to plug in different elements of, of curriculum. Um, ours, basically, I'm trying to, we're in the middle of one right now. We're uh, tomorrow's week 10. Um, and it's a 16 week curriculum. So we're about halfway through. And so I'm tweaking it as we go. So, um, probably uh, I'll probably just wait until we're done. I would kind of want to do it before then, but since I'm tweaking it as we go, it just seems easier. So probably once we're done with that, then that will be, I'm going to try to make that available. Um, it's called survival quest and it's kind of, loosely based on Robin Hood theme and so that that's our our theme and then there's lessons and um, that have some continuity throughout you know that go along with that um, I will say though I want to back up and say that um, I guess just a plug for them or whatever but I, I do think if, if somebody's starting out and they don't have available uh episode curriculum if if you don't have yours out yet and i don't have mine out yet or whatever sure i do think kids power hour is great um and it's the thing with kids power hour is it has it's pretty specific it even has lines my my scripts don't have lines usually as far as what to say dialogue they do but you can still tweak it i mean you know even our, our own scripts we tweak. So, you know. Yeah, that, that's a great point. Just just because you use a curriculum doesn't mean you have to live and die by it. Mm -hmm. uh, make it fit you, fit your group, fit your kids. Uh, I love what you said about you tweak your own stuff. That's exactly <laughs> what happens all the time. We, we've never done the same skit twice, you know. Yeah. It seems to always develop and, and become hopefully better. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's great. So you got to... Find a foundation at least. Find something to start with. Yeah, and, it gives you uh, a, yeah. a guide and, and, yeah, at least somewhere to jump off of, I think. Um, yeah. So there's some great stuff in there. And we we kind of, like we used to say that we, you know, took VBS, put it on steroids or something. But we, um, so we kind of did that with Kids Power Hour. What, from a, what I remember, like with the decor, um you know, I think it was it was designed for a more traditional classroom. So when we had a bigger space um, in basically it was our fellowship hall, we would set up every Saturday night and we kind of did it over the top where you would walk in and feel like you're, you know, where you're immersed into the scene. And, and so we kind of took that part over the top and 
Um, yeah, two two things on that real quick. First of all, if you've never seen uh, what they do with their decorations, I, I don't even know how to throw those in here. But if you if where where can they go? Is there like an email address that they could contact you or something? Oh, you could send them some pictures or videos or something just to kind of give them an idea of, of yeah um, what you guys built there. Yeah. My email, uh, we're, we're working on a, a web page where a lot of stuff will be available, but it's not up yet. So my email is gabe at gabrielbaker.com. So G-A-B-E at G-A-B-R-I-E-L baker.com. <laughs> their stuff is phenomenal. What The first time I went to their church, they had a space theme going on, and it, it was it was just so well done there was like this walkway they built there's space doors that actually open you know the hinge doors that open up uh they actually were motorized uh it was it was phenomenal and, and they do that for everything so you have inspired our church and a lot of other churches to to really take the the decorations to the next level and i cannot wait until we have a space that is completely sunday school because we oh, are gonna, yeah. we're going to go we, nuts. That's one area we've been blessed over the last um, several years. We we've been really blessed that we uh, we have a permanent permanent area, you know, where we can set up. And, I mean, we used to set up every Saturday night, take down every Sunday morning, and it was it was a pretty big job. But well, now you can have incredible Sunday school doing that. Uh, yeah. you know, er, many churches do the setup and take down. So that's not an excuse not to have great Sunday oh, yeah. school just because you have to do that. But you talk about the relief when you finally have an area that's yours and just, I mean, we yeah, well, then you can focus do... that energy on other things, you know, to make yeah. your, your the elements better or whatever. And then there's, you can definitely do some cooler things with seeing like those doors that you mentioned with the space theme. Um, that would be pretty hard to take up, set up, take down every week. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nine near impossible. Um, and one one other thing, touching back to the curriculum, uh, it's so easy for me to say, and many times I do say, you know, we just do our own curriculum. You know, it's, we just found it's the best way. Well, that's easy to say when you've done Sunday school for a long time. If yeah. you're starting out, or or you just don't have a foundation of of what to even do, that would be ludicrous to try. It would be right, crazy. Right. So I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes I just get in the, the mode of everybody's done it forever. Well, they haven't. And yeah. if you're just starting out, don't do it without a foundation, without somebody's curriculum. It, it'd be nuts. It'd be crazy to try it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. I think that, um, yeah, having something to just, a a framework just to work off of and it doesn't have to be, you know, you can do different elements, how I view it, um, for the most part, uh, and just, I guess maybe it's how my mind work works, but I kind of look at it as segments or elements. And so like there might be, we don't really do these very often, but there might be a puppet show element. And so, um, or a praise element with live music or with, um, a track, um, prayer, the Bible story, skit you know so all these elements that we plug in and we move them around and or, or building blocks if you will and most of the time the script will have most of those elements uh, 
puppet show is something I want to do more of, but we just do that once in a while. But most of our scripts have those elements, and we change them around to kind of keep the kids on their toes, so to speak. It's not just <clears> the awesome. same thing. So I, I shanghaied you a little bit. So you were talking about how you took over and you took it the the decor to the next level, and uh, where 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 did it go from there? Yeah. So we. Um, Basically, we kind of, uh, when we were still doing the Kids Power Hour, we kind of took the decor to the next level. We had some pretty creative people on the team, and um, we actually, for our, our scenes, uh, for the walls, we used Tyvek, which is a building wrap, a construction building wrap, and we would paint that. And then we would roll it up on carpet tubes, the, the cardboard carpet tubes for storage, and then we went to Walmart, got a grommet kit, put grommets in it, and pastor allowed us to put some permanent hooks up around the uh, edges of the walls. So the space doubled as fellowship hall, and then during the week it was school, our, our Christian school. So on Saturday night, we would come in and we would hang those, hang those up on the hooks, and so it's all painted Tyvek. Um, and then, of course, we did other uh, elements, like for the hot air balloons, we had a, we used some uh, PVC pipe and and did uh, some cloth around that, so hot air balloons that kind of basically went up into the ceiling, and then kids could oh, get in cool. the, in the baskets, you know. Um, so anyway, we did that for a long time, and then back in uh, 2012, I believe it was 2012, we um, we were able to use our building. Uh, we have a, a a pre-engineer metal building next door that's um, now serves as a lot of school elements and then some multi-purpose uses but it was unfinished for a long time and so um had some like temporary heaters i i got from some drywall contractor and so we had those in there but we were able to use the space and so in 2012 we uh was our first year we did a, a children's church for our we have a youth conference in august and so we did a children's church in that, and it was an army theme. And ever since then, uh, we did have to move down to the fellowship hall a few times and do the temporary setups. But for the most part, since then, we've had our permanent space um, upstairs in that building. Now, now we share it with school, but they like our theme right now is castle, and and so they, the school actually does their opening exercises and their uh, devotions and everything in that castle. That's awesome. And you built a pretty elaborate playground play area that I guess the school also takes advantage of. In oh, the, man. That yeah, they, they do. They, uh, it's getting a lot of use. <laughs> that thing we was just, incredible. We just had um, just finished up a conference last night uh, for our church that we host and even even there, it got a lot of use. We don't do children's church for this conference, but uh, kids were playing on it. So it makes me feel good that it's getting use at least. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, when you put that much work into it, you want them to use it. That that, that actually brings up something else, uh, the benefits of having one single large classroom versus the multi-smaller ones is, first of all, consistency across those classrooms. It's difficult to get the same passion, the same excitement, the same level of decoration, the same right. teaching ability across three classrooms as compared to one. You know, it's much easier to concentrate your efforts and make that one 
just knockout as opposed to trying to replicate it three times. Right. That, yeah. And the and the decorations. What mm-hmm. you have done with your decor would be really tough to do times three. Oh, uh, man. You you could, it but be, man, it, yeah, you'd kill yourself. Yeah, so, that would be it. Would be really difficult. And and the thing is too is you have like what you said about the passion is we all have dips, but when you have a team and it's in that one room, uh, hopefully you can compensate. You know those dips where if you're on your own or it's two of you or something and you're having a, a dip in your passion level, then the classroom feels that. That is so good. I've never heard it expressed like that, but that is so true. That's really good. Yeah. I love that. So uh, you've been teaching the same way, like in the same group setting over the last 12 years, or has it been an evolution? Did it drastically change over the years? Um, well, we don't be- believe in evolution, but <laughs> <laughs> but it has been a little bit. It has evolved some. Um, but uh, the general format is the same, yes. Uh, but we've... Um, I like to think improved um, various elements. Um, we we used to use like the puppets, for example. We used to use more, and I do want to bring them back more. But we used to use them more. Um, now, I think that our strongest uh, maybe focus is uh, probably on the Bible story. Um, skits and so we we vary i guess from um skits like when you think of the word skit kind of a short sketch with a couple people to a lot more drama like you know where it's full on several actors and sword fights and those kind of things and so i would say that we've um right now even that that's kind of our stronger focus um more than it used to be um the other thing that we've tried to do um is is interactivity and so we have the kids get to be a part of the bible story so they're getting up out of their seats and we're moving uh, off into another room Um, we have a, a large space so it's the space we have is roughly 50 by 50 or 40 by 40 um, with, if you take out, you know, the interior areas, but, um, and so we'll, we'll go to, you know, the, the forest, we'll go from the castle to the forest or something. And there's another, basically a scene change that happens. Um, and that'll have to do with the Bible story or the theme. We have a continuous storyline with our theme. And so that's, um, that's something that I guess as far as evolving, we've always been a little bit interactive, but we try to make it where like, okay, you are get to be a part of the story. I mean, sometimes we'll select a few kids, you know, five kids, we'll bring them to the back and they'll actually get costumes and everything. And, and well, so I saw what you did at the last conference and I was able to attend and it was yeah. so neat because you took them and broke them into four groups and then you mm-hmm. had them in four different areas. They were like training in target practice and, calisthenics and well you could tell us more about it but it was yeah. really cool because they got all of their energy burnout and it you know you were you were matching the service 
So you probably had two plus hours with kids to burn, which is that's a long time, long time to keep their attention unless you somehow managed to to break it up. And you did a great job of that. So what were your four areas there again? So we had, I think with that one we did, um, so it was our quote training, you know, time uh, for a mission or something. And so we had target practice where we would, uh, we have a bunch of those little plastic balls and we had a target. So they'd line up and get a chance to throw at the target, usually rotate through a couple times. Then we had um, navigation, which was the playground. And so the playground is just, uh, we built that. It's going to stay up until December. Um, and it's uh, got a climbing, I guess, wall with some handholds and stuff and then a, a big slide that we made. So this thing would... is knockout. So if, if you write him and ask for the, the uh, go, write his email address and ask him for pictures of that, it's really cool. And this is... <laughs> Most people wouldn't consider this a temporary structure. <laughs> this would be something you'd pay a lot of money to get built at your church and you'd leave it up for 20 years. This is probably going to be, I don't know how long you plan on leaving it up a year, maybe. I don't know. But it's phenomenal. It's really yeah, well, top we, notch. It, yeah, probably come, I think it's going to come down in December. But um, And then we'll build, we'll probably use some of the same material and build another one, you know, maybe a different iteration. Yeah, it was um, really cool. But in the cool. next groups we had, so we had, uh, Oh, then we had sword fighting in the castle. And what we do for our sword fighting, we started this a long time ago, is um, the pool noodles that you can get. And they're like the ones that are, I guess, maybe two inch. Get this up here where you can see it, but they're not very big. Um, and we, I don't know how long they typically come. I'm guessing six feet or something, but we cut them in half. So we have, I don't know, 20 of them or something. So we use those for sword fighting. Uh, kids have imagination, and it doesn't hurt. <laughs> so well, for the, the record, <laughs> some of them do hurt. <laughs> I had about 47 of them gang up on me. And it, you know, I yeah. guess you know, death by a thousand cuts, I got hit about at least 400 times. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're tough little monsters. No, that was fun. This is true, yes. <laughs> No, it doesn't matter what you give them. We gave them these inflatable swords, something very similar at Kingdom Kids. And oh, yeah. these things, you wouldn't think they could hurt anybody. They can hurt. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they, they finally get the knack. They can, they can slap you with an inflatable how, yeah. sword. <laughs> learn how to make, yeah, give, give you a well, smack upside the head. Is we, so we had that. And I guess let me finish before I forget. We had the calisthenics also. So that was the four areas. But. What's funny with this sword fighting is we have always, we do that a lot. And so we have always done one-on-one um, -on -one. and so everybody's around and cheer or whatever. And we do one-on-one -on -one and it's just for 20, 30 seconds. And it's like, okay, you're done. We don't usually declare a winner and then two more. Well, for some reason, I probably, cause I wasn't clear. Um, I came in there just to check. I was roving, and I came in to check on it, and it was a madhouse. They oh, it was a free-for-all. Like 20 kids all with sword fighting. So I just was like, okay, well, they're having fun. Yeah, and then me curled, curled up in a fetal position in the middle, probably. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know the kids love you when they're just beating on you with pools. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great sign. Great <laughs> sign. No, it was super, super great uh, how you how you broke that time up. Um, if you had to pick a favorite part of children's ministry, I know that's a, that's something 
weird to throw at you. What, what, what is your sweet spot? What's, what do you love doing with children's ministry yourself for you? Oh man, that is tough. I think, uh, okay. I, I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to give you two. I think that the, um, the decor, I think that having that immersive feeling and we do sometimes we do better than others but my idea is uh, whenever I'm designing it so it's upstairs whenever I'm designing it um, I come up the stairs and I get on my knees because I'm still so I can be a kid height and I look and I try to imagine you know I'm, I'm a kid at heart and so I try to imagine what is this what's the overall feeling what's the first impression and then how can I build on that so it gets better and better as they go and so that to me is is so much fun because it's so cool um i have some video clips of kid i think it was a pirate ship we did or something um and when kids are coming up and they're coming in and they're just like you know looking around and their mouths are open and they're they're looking up and all around and that to me is is super cool and so i think um, decor is is one of the big things and then almost the same uh idea behind it is uh the bible story um dramas or skits with uh full costumes and a lot of action and activity i think that those are that'd probably be the two big areas yeah so you you definitely have a unique um way of doing Sunday school with your, the, the, the dramas that you're talking about. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily a teacher standing at the front of the room, teaching a lesson. It's kind of an improvised drama from beginning to end with different, like you say, elements thrown in. Yeah. And it's a really cool way of doing it. And, and it's one of those things that if you went in and tried that from scratch, uh, like like your first Sunday, if that's what you just try to jump into, it would probably be a disaster. But your team has, you know, they're they're yeah, they they're there. You know, they they have yeah. the ability to work together and come together with very minimal practice and right. throw together something that's really neat. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah, it would be yeah, like you said, a disaster probably to just try to jump in and and do that. Um, we have, like I said, with our script, we don't do, I mean, once in a while we do, but we don't really, I don't write dialogue lines. We have a general idea. And then there's bullet points. Basically, go through, you know, the Bible story and there's, it's bullets. And, um, and then we just, and we do practice, but um, we basically go, go off of that. And we, we don't, we do have, um, like our lesson element. And that would probably be the closest to what, like you just talked about, like a teacher up front talking, but that is usually three minutes. Um, so we, all of our segments are really tight. So two or three minutes, most of them, except for the Bible story. And then sometimes the theme skit, cause the theme skit is usually when I say theme skit, I'm talking about our storyline for our, our theme of what we're doing in Sunday school. Um, that's often the interactive part. 
uh, Bible story is two, but that's often the interactive part. So that might be longer, five or six minutes. Bible story on average is 10 minutes. Um, and that fluctuates, obviously, depending on what it is. Um, we have a saying in Sunday school that two minutes is an eternity. And so, um, and that's to remind people that if they're doing a segment that is two minutes long and they think they have it, is to double check. Do you really? Do you have two full minutes that you can fill up with that? You know, keep it interesting. Um, so that's that's kind of where <laughs> where that comes from. But yeah, as far as the talking talking head or talking in front, we try to keep it um, moving. That's cool. <clears throat> how how many kids roughly do you teach on average? Um. So. It used to be more, and then we had COVID, and we just started our bus back up about a month ago. So I think we're averaging um, around 50-something uh, 50 right now. Um, but I anticipate that it would go up pretty quickly now that we're running the bus again. Sure. And how many staff to accommodate that 50 kids, roughly? I'm just curious. Is there a number that you shoot for, a ratio Ten. that you try to keep at? Ten is... 10 is the number. If we get, you know, if we start running, um, I don't know, 80 kids or something, we might would, you know, probably would add some to that primarily for crowd control. But right now our target is 10. And so we have, with our staff, we have about, on the, on the list, we have about 35. But as far as on like any given Sunday, it's 10. Got it. And how do you do that rotation? How is that set up? Um, so it's it's a little convoluted um, because we have different various levels of skill and experience. But um, part of it is determined by the characters in the theme. So the, the continuous storyline, like the main character, he actually is in all 16 weeks. So he's he's in there. The primary, the main nemesis, he's in there almost all the weeks. He, he's off for like four out of the 16 or something. And so that's that's one driver, probably the top driver as far as who's in. And then from there, um, I rotate to try to give those people um, opportunity to be in during that 16-week period to be in at least – I think at least three times and then there's some some elements that are uh, skills that they have to have like um, just for example we have a, a, the tech person that runs um, all of our we do soundtracks pretty heavily so all of our soundtracks and then some we have screen prompts so they'll run that and then we have um, somebody that's manning the wardrobe and so they're placing costumes in lockers and handing out costumes. And then, um, so those are two kind of technical skills that um, there's only a few people that have those. And then from there, the next thing would be like, um, especially if we're doing live music, then we need instrument players that can play specifically, you know, the piano, bass, drums, guitar. And then um, somebody that can, typically a soprano, but somebody that can hold the tune by themselves in a mic and then from there um 
lead actors, somebody that can, you know, we have some actors that are, I wouldn't consider lead actors or support actors, but lead actors or staff that can, um, you know, carry a scene by themselves if they had to, or, or talk directly to the kids, teach the kids. Um, so that's kind of the, I guess the hierarchy of, of sure. the rotation. Yeah. Well, you mentioned something that most Sunday schools don't have, which is the, uh, costume closet locker room setup the way you guys have that is knockout i am so envious of that in <laughs> fact i'm trying to figure out where to put it but i want to make a, i don't have anywhere near the room that you guys have as yeah. far as for the changing room but in, in the back uh and just help me fill in the, the gaps but you have it segmented where the kids are at from where the staff gets ready changes the costume room locker rooms that yeah. you've all built um uh, it's just, it's so, such a neat area. So men and women's changing room, how many lockers do you have in each of those? Yeah. So we, um, we have, uh, in the guys, we have five lockers and then there's like a mirror, you know, and then in the girls, there's three lockers and they have, um, basically there's a wall between the locker rooms and then there's no, it's, it's a, it's a bypass wall. So there you can't see in, but there's no door. So nobody's like running into each other, no curtain. And then, um, so there's the men's, the women's, and then there's the, the wardrobe area where all the costumes are hung and props are in there and all that. And so my daughter's kind of the main wardrobe person. And so she'll grab costumes every, every Sunday morning, she'll grab the costumes from there and put them in the appropriate lockers that are labeled with the names. And so she'll put those, um, costumes in there and then, you know, be handing, handing out props or helping people with their costume. And then next to that, then we have a kind of a seating space for if you're waiting for your next, um, segment or whatever, we have some snacks and stuff in there, but, and then there's a door on each end and this is in the back behind where the kids sit. Um, and so there's a door on each end that they can, you know, the actors can go in and out. Sounds like you have a, a police car in your living room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that it's a really cool setup. So if again, if you want to see pictures of all this, uh, email Gabe at GabrielBaker.com and, and he'll he'll send you pictures. But it's really cool. And even if you don't, you're not there yet. If you're not, you don't have a a you're, you're not where you need that kind of stuff. It's something to shoot for. Like take, yeah. take these pictures and and put them in your one day I want to do this book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's, and that's kind of where that came from is having that one day I want to do this. We, and we, you know, we used to, um, like before we had the permanent space or when we had to, like when we're transitioning and we're building, then often we'll be doing Sunday school downstairs in the building, which is the school. And so there we're doing temporary setup. And so we'll have, um, like just the plastic um, dresser things you get at Walmart with the wheels on them. Right. And we'll have costumes in there. And then we have the, uh, we got a hanging thing that rolls around. And so it's not nearly as cool, but we still have a costume area. Um, we'll throw some wigs in a bin or whatever. And we have, we have all that stuff that's still ready to go. And then it can be rolled away, packed up, get out of the way for during the week. That's awesome. <clears throat> I love it. 
What is a typical Sunday morning, or maybe you want to throw a Saturday in there as well, what does a typical weekend look like for you as far as like when do you show up? You know, just, just give me a typical Sunday morning. Yeah, so um, often, like we just had a conference, so tonight I'll be going upstairs and just kind of prepping a few things, making sure everything's ready, hanging the scripts and all that. And I usually do that on my own or, or one of my kids will help me. Um, and it's minor setup, but on Sunday morning, um, I'll, I'll get there earlier usually just to kind of make sure everything's ready to go. But we meet at eight thirty on Sunday mornings. Um, and then now that we started our bus, our bus is leaving, leaving about that time also, but we start at eight thirty and we do a practice and, um, so they'll have gotten the script uh, a week ahead of time, usually, if I'm doing my job, uh, a week ahead of time. And so um, we have done before, we'll do script run through where everybody's just sitting and I'm kind of running through make sure everybody understands what's going on. But what I'm pushing for now, which is better, in my opinion, is the idea is you've read the script, you know it. And so now we're practicing. We're just jumping right into practice. And so our Sunday school typically runs an hour or a little more. So we only have a half an hour for practice because there's some other practices with singing and, and groups and things that happen at nine and then nine thirty. So, so basically we have eight thirty to nine. And so during that time we're practicing, we're running through the script pretty much chronologically, but we'll skip over things that don't necessarily need practice. Um, like, I mean, this could be, you could make something really cool out of it, but typically prayer request time doesn't need practiced. And so we won't, you know, necessarily practice that. The right. main thing, the main focus is um, the Bible story and the theme skit, um, practicing those so that we know maybe like we call it blocking, but where where are you going to be? during this time where's everybody going and and we all also discover problems in practice like oh that's not going to work because they're coming out right here so let's exit this way and so that's also the good thing about running through the practice is we'll find uh, mistakes basically basically mistakes that i didn't see when i was writing the script and so um and then we'll also i learned this a long time ago from uh I think it was from skit guys, but uh, what worked, what didn't work. And so we'll, like I said, we don't write lines of dialogue, but we'll practice the lines of dialogue. And often we'll, you know, if there's something funny said and the whole room is laughing, the, the, the actors, and then we're like, okay, yeah, keep that. And then sometimes somebody will make reference, like, no, 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 don't say that. That's not what we're trying. That's, not, that's missing the point. Whatever. So it kind of gives us a quick what worked, what didn't work. And it's not super verbatim or anything, but it is sure. gives us the idea, you know, of, of what we're going to do. So we, we go through that, and then at 9 o'clock or 8.58, technically, uh, my alarm goes off, and uh, a few people that don't have practice might stay behind and roll up um, – we have ping pong and foosball and stuff for the school on one side. So we might roll those out of the way so we can get ready for our, um, the theme skit typically happens out there. So we'll get that stuff out of the way. And then any kind of last minute setup 
people will help me with. But basically, then we go, we have our other practices. We start service at 10. Uh, we have pre- prayer at 940. Do service. Bus comes to service. Um, so the the kids that are riding the bus, they come into the sanctuary and they're there for service. And then uh, we go through, you know, preliminaries, song service, and then there's a dismissal. So all the kids um, come out and we do a greeting on the sidewalk and then we head up and we roll right into Sunday school. And that's about an hour. <clears throat> Very cool. Um, now, this is a question I get as well. And again, I already have my answer, but I'm curious what, where, you, where you would go with this. So some people ask, we pick up bus kids. Sometimes they're not well behaved. We don't think that that we want to integrate them directly into our main class so we're going to have a separate class for them um i'm just curious how would you respond to that so i guess you know everybody's situation is unique and so yeah um i'm not saying that this would be bad on somebody if if they did this differently but i i would be um for our situation uh, definitely against that. Um, we integrate them right in. Um, and there is, the, you know, there is a difference, obviously. And where I kind of um, draw that line, or I don't know, that's not even the best phrase, but where I step in and do something about it is if I see, if I see those kids gaining influence our kids and so sometimes the bigger problem that I have uh, just being transparent the biggest problem we have in Sunday school in that regard is um, they wouldn't understand it as this but elitism almost where our kids might feel yeah. like oh those are the bus kids and so I'm like no these you know you know bring them in feel like they're part of, of what we are so that would be that's the biggest issue but if I see where and I have had this, but where the, the, the kids that are on the bus come, uh, I, I kind of dislike the term bus kids, but if, if the bus I'm kids come, you. they are, they are um, gaining influence and affecting uh, our church attending kids, then it's time to step in and at least separate some seating or something um, with those right. particular kids that are being influenced. Yeah, we we definitely integrate both into the same classroom, and I like you said, every every situation is different. There's you know you know your situation better than we do. Yeah. Um, I I I like what you said about that. I don't want the church kids ever to feel that I'm better than them, that I'm different than them. In the sense of, to me, they're just kids. They're just kids. I don't care mm-hmm. how they got there, and right. behavioral issues occur from all of them it's not just the ones that arrive on our vans or buses um and we deal with the problem as it as it occurs across the board you know if if someone's out of hand i don't care how you got there we're gonna deal with it (laughs) yeah exactly Um, and and we've done that from the beginning and honestly i never thought that that, that there would be another scenario where, where you would ever separate them. I really didn't. I, you know, it just never even occurred no. to me. And uh, yes, it is a challenge sometimes. And sometimes we have to tell people, I'm sorry, you can't come back for a while. 
because you're, yeah, you're we have done that we have done that uh, a suspension we have done that we've also kicked church kids out made them, <laughs> made them leave <laughs> told their know. parents i'm sorry they're not coming back until you can deal with their behavior we're not dealing with we, we just yeah. don't have the capacity so yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <clears throat> um so I, I love I love to get the different perspectives because you you do Sunday school uh, you know we, we do a lot of things similar but we do enough yeah. different that I, I get to learn every time I'm there and it's great to pull ideas and see the way you guys do stuff I, I, I love it I, I love that yeah. apostolic Sunday schools are not cookie cutter I, right they yeah shouldn't be I, I, I know they should be great yeah I um, you know we I just a couple weeks ago I had the lesson segment so I I took one of your um, object lessons from ApostolicSundaySchool.com, and uh, we—that's something that you guys are seem to be at least uh, really strong on or a strong focus on. I want to integrate integrate more of that on our side because I, I think that's really cool. They loved it. It was something that's with cool. the egg and the water floating. They loved it. So, got it. Yeah. That's neat. Well, uh, you, you write the scripts and you say you try to write them a week before so they can be familiar with them by the time they get there Sunday morning. How yeah. long does it take you to write that? Because that is a huge undertaking. Yeah, it takes a long time. Now, um, with this particular one that we're in, I wrote I wrote the 16-week script in 2016, but we've... Um, We've changed some of how we do things. For example, we um, try to do plan of salvation, and we do have various versions of that. Well, to be clear, not different plans of salvation. <laughs> we try out a few we different plans. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm joking. I'm we found joking. one that worked. Uh, we present it in different ways, um, but we try to do that every single week. And so, back in 2016, for whatever reason, that wasn't a weekly thing. It was sporadic, um, but we didn't we didn't do it every single week. So, um, so that's where I'm tweaking it right now. But that whole 16 weeks. was written back then. So now it's just more like I'm tweaking it. And then I have to do the casting, which um, we, we've casted, I've casted the whole 16 weeks, but I got to add it into the script. It just makes it easier for them to see um, on right. the script. But going back to your question, if I am writing a weekly script, I would say um, probably if it's from scratch, um, one to two hours, um, probably two hours, really. Um, so I'll, you know, how I'm approaching it now is a little different than before. Um, several years ago, I used to kind of just every every week, and I try to get it ahead of time as much as I could. Maybe even if I was doing great, I was three weeks ahead. But now I'm writing. I'm thinking more in a block of. 16 weeks or maybe 13 or something, but I'm thinking of a block. So um, I've done it a couple ways. This particular script we're on right now, when I wrote it back in 2016, uh, to be honest, the story was the driver, the, the theme story. And so we had this, this whole story and we split it into 16 chapters essentially. And then we put our Bible stories and lessons in. 
sounds kind of backwards, and I, I think it is. It, it's fine. It works great. But now what I've done is I'm approaching it more on what's the concept that we want to teach. And so since we're doing 16 weeks, um, and the idea behind the 16 weeks is we're kind of doing three themes a year. Um, since we're doing 16 weeks, I'll usually try to do like three. Let's just, uh, for example, baptism, maybe uh, three three th weeks on it, and then like a review, and then three weeks in a review, three weeks in a review. And that's how my segments of four, you know, will go. And then that last segment might be kind of reviewing stuff in a different way. So then we we have the concepts, and then we'll plug in the the Bible stories and the and the theme that to fit the concepts that we're trying to teach. I love it. That is so exciting. And uh, do you tend to try to have an altar call every Sunday? Is that something that you 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 uh, do every Sunday, or is it just yes. kind of as it happens? How, how do you guys do that? Yes, we have. Um, there, there's, um, we don't always get to it depending on the timing, you know, and, and sometimes it's, we, we change things around in the script, the elements. So sometimes it's early. Sometimes it's like the lot towards the last thing. Sometimes if it's towards the last thing, if they dismiss already, then we, we lose that, you know, segment. You're but, tied to the timing of the service. Is that what you're referring correct. to? Yeah. Got yeah. Because if it's dismissed, then parents are ready to pick up their kids. And then also the bus, we have to get them going. So, um, but yes, we we have altar, altar call. And it typically, it doesn't always, but it typically follows the lesson. So, um, again, we change it around. But often it'll be like Bible story right after the all the acting stuff with the Bible story. We're wrapping that up, and then one person, often me, is doing the lesson, and then we roll right into altar call. Now, one, one thing we do a lot, and part of it is just to keep things fresh for the kids and to involve more staff, is often I will turn that over to somebody, and they'll do the actual altar call. So I just finished a lesson, and I'll be like, as brother so-and-so is coming i want you to think about this or whatever and then we'll just we'll just do a transition and they'll do the kind of recap for no more than a minute and then they'll do the altar call awesome <clears throat> that's that's yeah that's what we shoot for every sunday but i love the way you guys do sunday school it's one way of of, of many to do it so people if you're if you're listening to these podcasts the way we do Sunday school is not the way to do it. The way right. that you just heard is a fantastic way to do it. And it's been proven over the last 12 years how effective it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not the only way to do it. Um, but we do these podcasts so you can get an idea of what other churches do. And if, if, if you think that this is, this is the way, the direction you want to go, call Brother Baker, text him. I'm sure he'd be happy to, to don't yeah. share it right now, Brother, but email him first. And, and I'm sure he'd, he'd be happy to get in contact with you and share more information than you can probably ingest initially. Um, yeah. But I just think it's so exciting that, that uh, when, when I visited your church for the first time, it was just so neat to see a perspective I had never seen before in Sunday school. And so right. we took took bits and pieces of that home, and I, I love it. I think it's I think it's the way it should be. 
Well, we, you know, our our uh, big group of us came to the the uh, Sunday school seminar back in April. Yeah, that and was we where great... we met for the first time, right? Yeah, yeah it was the first time I'd ago. met you. Yeah. Yeah, so we came down there and we uh, we loved it. But I really want to come. We're going to work it out sometime here where I can come see you guys in action at the church there. Well, <laughs> you're going to be a part. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way you're showing up and not and not actually helping because you're you're way no, too good. I'll be a part. Yeah, for no, sure. I'll be excited. In fact, uh, do you know who Brother Ken Baglin is? Uh, yes. So he's yeah. just an incredible children's minister. Well, he showed up on Sunday. And so I begged him, please, 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 since you're here, can you, you know, teach, teach, you know, just get involved. And he wouldn't do it. He just said, you know what? what? I just, I just want to sit back and just enjoy it today. I begged him. I said, this is like uh, Michael Jordan sitting down and just watching a pickup game of basketball. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, yeah. you can't do this. You have to get involved. Well, he, he didn't. And he said, he said he just enjoyed just sitting there. Well, for us, it was just like getting our heart tripped out because he is, you know, oh, man. he was yeah. so good. So, yeah, if you come, <laughs> please jump in. Please jump in. Oh, I would love to. Yeah. yeah. So what do you got going on? Is there anything coming up on on the near horizon that you're about to jump in the middle of? Well, so we're in the middle of, of this theme, and then um, we have – We'll be having our church has event uh, an event in December, and so we'll be wrapping up this. I think it's scheduled to wrap up in December fourth, and then um, we're rolling into January. And I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually trying to decide what we're going to do. We're going to be doing a, a, a script most likely that we've done before, but I'm kind of kind of trying to decide. So. Email me suggestions. Um, <laughs> there you go. No, we, um, so, you know, we did space, um, and that's really modern and technical and everything. And then we went to this, um, to this survival quest, which is uh, kind of loosely based on Robin Hood type idea. So it's castles and knights and kings and all that. And so um, I kind of like to bounce back and forth like that a little bit so they're they're there's a stark contrast yeah um so i i don't know we we've done a we we did a really cool spy theme a few years ago and it had a continuous storyline and everything and so um we might might do that um we have i have a younger son he's five and he was he just got into Sunday school a few months ago, and so today, actually, we were talking about pirates. And so I told him, you know, we've had pirates in Sunday school, and he was like, "What?" <laughs> so we might have to do that too. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. Um, Get ready to build a boat. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. That's fun. Well, our next thing on our horizon is we have a big harvest fest at the end of October. So we got about oh, yeah. oh my goodness nine days to finish up and it's our uh, big event for the community so all of our attention and focus is pushed toward that we it's a it's a big deal petting zoo pony rides toy yeah. game booths food booths uh anyway it's a it's a big deal so we had many, about, you said you had a huge attendance last year yeah we've been doing it about this is our 20th year so we've okay. been doing it a long time 
but we have average between 2,800 and 3,000 people show up from the community. Oh, that's um, so cool. So it's, it's a, it's a fun, big event. Um, but man, it takes a lot of effort. My mom was actually, she's, she's the head recruiter to get people volunteering for, to fill oh. out the position. She said right now she needed, I think it was 220 plus people. <laughs> to oh help. my. So wow. she has them, she has them all. They all volunteer oh, or awesome. she volunteered them. She's or very she good. Them. Yeah. She's that's... very good at getting your cooperation. So yeah, that's good, man. That's, that's coming up. So you very guys shortly. have been probably really busy on that. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my, my, my focus for the month of October. Um, and normally it's just kind of call the people up, just making sure you're still good. Well, this year I'm telling you, everything fell apart. Our pony ride canceled on us. Our petting zoo canceled on us. Oh. Uh, we, we rent a hundred hay bales. They canceled or they doubled our price on us. So we had to find somebody else. It's just like all of our existing contractors just, Oh my goodness. I I'm still blaming it on COVID supply and demand. All this. It's just, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, so, I think it is. Like we've we like I said, we just finished finished up a, a conference here and uh, experienced some of the some of those same things on not not as big of a scale, but it's so frustrating. Um, we, we, yeah, we normally have a a, a helicopter candy rain on uh, like Father's Day, and so we'll uh, call that same company. They're out of business now. They don't even do it. You know, they're they're not wow. around. So it's just really frustrating. It's like all the people that we rely on to do these big events, they're not around anymore. So we got to find new blood. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure it's twice the price now. I'm sure. <laughs> ah, it's frustrating. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's, that's, uh, yeah, it's tough across the board with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, hey, it's right at an hour, and we are so, so grateful that you took the time to share your insight, your years of experience with Sunday School and the way you guys do it with us. Thank you so much for joining us, and I'm sure this will be the last time having you on here. Thanks for inviting me. This is awesome. Well, let's let's see what the finished product looks like when this uh, when we're yeah. done. We'll see yeah. how this podcast software works, and hopefully, hopefully, all is well, and we'll have it up pretty quick. So, uh, I'm excited. Thank you again for coming by. And uh, anything you want to share before we before we sign off? I think I'm good. Awesome. Well, thanks again. We'll see you guys in oh, what, your email one last time if they want pictures and info. Oh yeah, it's Gabe at gabrielbaker.com awesome thank you so much and guys if you have any uh buddy that you or any questions that you have that you want us to address just send those to info at apostolicsundayschool.com and we will try to address those until then god bless and we'll see you later we'll see you brother thanks for joining us all right thank you all right